0: Coverage. I am your host Keith Cork along with my co-host and good buddy here Trey Hill and we are recapping for you a Bulls victory. The Bulls win 133 to 118 tonight against the Houston Rockets. We've got your rapid reactions right here uh, from Sports Ethos and while we're on that topic guys listeners please take a moment to follow at Ethos Fantasy BK on Twitter. It's the single most dominant basketball and fantasy news feed on earth. Get all your NBA news in one handy Twitter feed. It's faster than the competition and provides more analysis, too. Again, that's at ethosfantasybk on Twitter. Go follow it now, everybody. But, uh, but yeah, uh, Trey, the uh, I'm wearing my Taj Gibson-signed Bulls hat because the Bulls just simply went there, you know, hard hat, lunch pail, went out there and just took care of business from the jump. Uh, what did you think, man? What are, what are your first initial reactions here?
1: That's exactly the way to put it. They started off the game on a 9-0 run that was predicated on the defense. I know they started 4 for 4 when it comes to field goals, but their defense was just pretty solid to start the game, and it kind of set the tone. The Rockets continuously throughout the game would have a little bit of a run, and the Bulls would just consistently come back, put them down and were up the whole game after last night's game against the Lakers being, you know, so close and so tense. This was, it was nice to just have a comfortable win where everything seemed to be going the bull's way. The team just kind of clicked.
0: Yeah, man, it was. Uh, you know, both you and I were, were saying, you know, we think this is going to be a blowout. Um, you know, sometimes when we predict things, it's right. I know if you listened to our uh, our sports betting show before, maybe you wouldn't think that, but uh, no, we were right here. The Bulls, like you said, I think the defensive intensity uh, out the gate was what really struck me. Uh, they forced several you know turnovers in the first uh, four or five possessions for the for the Houston Rockets, and we all know the Rockets aren't the best at taking care of the basketball. They turn the ball over quite a lot. Uh, I believe they're first in the, uh, or worst in the NBA, I should say, at giving up the Rock to turnovers, especially to steals. Uh, and speaking of steals, Lonzo Ball, five steals in this game. Active guy. Uh, one thing I did notice was every time he was on the floor versus when he was off the floor, it was kind of like night and day for the defense. There were times when he was off the floor where the bullet defense really didn't look great. And part of that was, you know, the other team, the Rockets getting buckets in transition. But I think a big part of that also is just that Lonzo is just such a phenomenal defensive player. So, um, you know, five steals from Lonzo. What do you think about that?
1: He was everywhere tonight. Uh, he was knocking down clutch three-point shots. He was getting in in the uh passing lanes. His help defense was great. He would, you know, dig down and disrupt the guys in the post and then recover back to the three-point line. Caruso only playing 6 minutes and then going out with that foot sprain. I re- Lonzo's defensive ability compared to the rest just shine through like you said he he's just a a tier or two mm-hmm. above the rest of our perimeter defenders when caruso's not playing and zach's not playing and it showed and it was great it last night was you know the demar DeRozan game and caruso was great scoring wise this was the lonzo ball game for mm-hmm. me he he just looked great he looked comfortable he knew exactly what the team needed from him and he came through um in every every sense
0: yeah, I was going to say, you know, there was a a, a period in the first, uh, I think it was in the first quarter uh, where Caruso and Ball came out, their first rotation out, uh, they they subbed out together. Obviously, I didn't know at that point Caruso was injured, so he, he wouldn't return to the game. But I was watching this team and I was getting angry, uh, not angry, just kind of perturbed at the, at the lack of defense on our team. But then I turned around and looked, and I'm like, uh, you know, wait a minute, we've got uh, Devin Dotson in there, we've got Kobe White in there, we've got Tyler Cook in there uh these are the guys that are getting you know minutes right now uh on this team because of covid uh and that's what's happening everywhere uh one just kind of general statement trade i want to get your thoughts on it you know, it's kind of hard to get excited about these games even though i'm a huge bulls fan i watch every single game uh you know I, I get up for for bulls basketball i'm one of the biggest you know fans you'll you'll find it's still really hard for me i think the the, the nba does have a product problem here with so many people being out with COVID, it's really hard for me to get excited uh, about what's on the floor at times. Like like I was saying, you know, you got Devin Dodson, Kobe White is probably your best scorer on the floor, Tyler Cook, Alfonso McKinney, uh, and, to- and Tony Bradley. I think that's who was on the floor at that time. So uh, do you share those same thoughts? or I mean, how do you feel about that?
1: I think a lot of it is also we know what we're missing with Zach not playing and DeMar just coming back. I like Kobe White, you know, I so I, I I hesitate to criticize getting to watch him play. But you're right. Whenever you've got Dotson getting 12 minutes, you've got McKinney getting 29 minutes. You've got Cook getting 17 minutes for the Bulls. Like, that's – those aren't the guys people are coming to see. You've got Augustine getting 17 minutes. Christopher got 20 minutes. Nuaba got 15. Martin Jr. 24. Like, those – That's not that's not ideal for the NBA in terms of the product. So I like I do enjoy, though, that they are getting the experience and they're getting the run now, at least, because it always seems come playoff time. Some bench guys have to step up and it's nice to know what we have in them. I I, because at first uh, I saw Vucevic come back in kind of late in the fourth quarter. And I was I was surprised. But then, you know, he's out there with Kobe, who he hasn't played a lot with. He's out there with DeMar, who he's still getting a good rhythm with. And a lot of these guys, I feel like they they also don't have a good rhythm. And obviously, a lot of that is everybody's out. G League players are coming in. But I think a lot of it is the lack of talent and the lack of rhythm from all these guys.
0: Yeah, and uh, you did mention Alex Crusoe did go out with that. Um, I think it was a sore. What was it, a sore hamstring, I believe, or uh,
1: a foot sprain. Just a, a foot, foot sprain. sprain. Foot yeah, sprain it, he didn't re He didn't reaggravate the hamstring. No. Well, that's no, good. But-
0: that's yeah, that's good news. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know why I was thinking hamstring, but uh, yeah, it was a sore foot. So uh, hopefully that's not going to keep him out too long because hamstrings are definitely more tricky than feet are uh, for the most part. Uh, so hopefully you know that doesn't keep him out long. But uh, with the Crusoe on the sidelines. Maybe we will see some more Alfonso McKinney. Alfonso McKinney had, you know, a fantastic game, played 29 minutes. He had 16 points, five rebounds, uh, an assist the block. Uh, but you know, what I what I was impressed with was he was four for six from, from three-point range. he came out and just banged down two threes within the first minute of being on the floor. Uh, you know, the the uh, Houston Rockets just left him open at the perimeter. So uh that's what I want to see out of Alfonso McKinney, man. He, you know, be a threat out there on offense and just bring the energy. And I felt like he did a great job with that tonight.
1: Yeah, he was excellent out there. I didn't mean. I don't mean it in a negative when I say him getting 29 minutes is probably a bad sign for what the Bulls are putting out there. He's just not. When you look at how they're going to distribute their minutes, if Patrick Williams is healthy, if Zach Levine's out there playing, you know, even if Troy Brown Jr. is healthy, he's probably not getting 29 minutes. But knowing that if if something say there's another COVID outbreak in the first round of the playoffs, it's nice to know that we can have McKinney for 30 minutes and he can go out there and be a positive contributor for, contributor for 30 minutes.
0: Yeah, and um so we've got a lot of these guys here, and obviously we've got uh one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, five guys still out in the health and safety protocols, Lizzie Johnson, Torrey Brown, Jr., Zach Levine, uh, and Matt Thomas. Uh, You know, obviously uh, three of those guys at least are important. Uh, I'd say maybe all four of them are important. So uh, still some guys really missing. So you have to have guys stepping up, Uh, you know, again, I'm not super excited to watch these guys play. I think you're right. Trey. I just know what I'm missing out on. I've seen this team at full health, uh, and it just looks incredible. and I, I miss that already. <laughs> so it's, uh, you know, I hope these guys get healthy. Um, I, Elise, uh, Troy Brown, Junior, uh, Zach and Io, I know are definitely going to be out through Christmas. I haven't heard anything about Matt Thomas, but um, at the end of the day, I don't, I don't think Matt Thomas is really a player I care too much about. So, uh, you know, uh, unfortunately, this is what we're going to look at here for the next um, several, several days. So, uh, but yeah, what, uh, what else did you see out there in the Bulls game, man?
1: I thought Kobe White continues to look good. He's getting comfortable in his role, I think, and being that backup spark uh, off the bench. He had 24 points on 15 shots tonight. He was five of nine from three-point land, and he was confident in all those shots. He had five rebounds. Two of them were offensive. He he did a good job crashing the boards. He looked active, again, on defense. You were right. He's not Lonzo Ball. He doesn't have the, the height or the length or the defensive talent. But he, he was active, and he was making an effort that you didn't necessarily see those first few years he was in the NBA. So I thought he looked really good. And Vucevic looked patient. He was taking his time, making the right reads, uh, getting good good balance before he was taking his shots. I thought he continued to look good. Even though he only shot two of eight from three, I thought a lot of them were good shots. Some nights they're just not going to fall. But 18-6-4, that. That's a pretty solid game.
0: Let me ask you a question: Is Stanley Johnson in the health and safety protocols, or is he not?
1: Yes, he was put in the health and safety pro- protocols.
0: Yeah, he's not listed. Uh, I mean, I- I'm looking on uh, on the website here. He's not listed here as being out with the health and safety protocols.
1: But Did the Bulls I know... already just get rid of him since <laughs> I don't know. That could, you know what? He had because he was t- he was on a ten day contract and he had to quarantine for ten days. So.
0: Yeah, actually, he signed that one on the 9th. So actually the 19th, that actually uh, expired. So that was yesterday. So I guess he's probably no longer on the team. So I was wondering about that. Uh, I wonder if they're gonna sign somebody else if Caruso can't play. I don't know if that's uh, even allowed. I don't know if they get another hardship exception or not. I think they probably would because they have to have enough players here. But um, yeah, I was gonna say without Caruso, uh, guys, if you're playing fantasy out there, I think uh, Alfonso McKinney is somebody on this Bulls team you can look at. Uh to scoop up, he's gonna give you points and threes uh and some rebounds. So, you know, a guy that I would definitely look at just to stream if Crusoe is gonna end up missing uh the next game or two. Uh wouldn't necessarily hold on to him for too long. But uh, that's for all you fantasy players out there. And while we're speaking about fantasy, hey, we have a brand new daily fantasy partner at Sports Ethos, Thrive Fantasy. Prop up with Thrive Fantasy on their mobile app or at thrivefantasy.com. Use code ethos when you sign up to get a hundred percent deposit match bonus on your first deposit up to hundred bucks plus either two or four free game tickets to play. Pick player props on the biggest names playing every night. Score points when your props hit and the players with the most points win a share of the nightly prize money. And check out our Sports Ethos DFS team or podcast for advice on winners. Again, that code is ethos over at thrivefantasy.com. Uh, speaking of prop bets, I did have a, a little bit of money here tonight on uh, Alonzo Ball having two steals. I wish I would have went more. Uh, Is it plus 100 odds for two steals against the Houston Rockets? I mean, I had to take that, right?
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. That was was easy money. (laughs) And congratulations on the win, both the Bulls win and that win tonight.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, I felt like uh, I actually had Caruso with two steals also. So unfortunately he got injured. So you know anything I made on the on the Lonzo, bet, I lost on the Caruso bet. So that's that's how it goes with gambling, unfortunately. Uh, so that's 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 what it is. But uh, no, I, I you know I uh, I definitely liked Alfonso McKinney's minutes. I, I thought Vooch didn't necessarily you look at the box score. It's not necessarily the most impressive box score. Um, but I thought he had a, dec- a really decent good game, a good game. Uh, did what he had to do. Like you know like we've been saying about him all all year basically uh you know there's sometimes where he's disappointed me and i've gone off on him but for the most part he does what he has to do eight for 18 44 percent shooting so he still hasn't had that game where he just pops off yet two for eight from deep um so could have shot a little bit better from deep but uh four assists six rebounds 18 points you know just two blocks that's that's good i'll take that all day from my center uh, i really did think he especially in that first quarter i was watching i thought he did a great job protecting the uh, protecting the paint and protecting the rim
1: yeah, and he was getting Eric Gordon switched on him a lot there in the first quarter. He did a he did a really good job of forcing the Rockets to double him, and then getting open shots for guys like Lonzo Ball, getting open shots for McKinney, so they could knock down those three point shots. I think the Bulls shot something like forty five percent. Yeah, forty five percent from three. A lot of those really quality looks were the the offense started from something Vucevic was involved in.
0: Yeah, and that first quarter, he just came out very aggressive. The Bulls were looking to get him touches, and he was just scoring at will in the paint. Um, not really much resistance there. Um, you know, I, I like Christian Wood as a fantasy player in real life, though. I do tend to think he's a little overrated. I, I, I would love to see him on, like, a team like the, the Warriors or something. I think it would be great to see him uh, on an actual good team to see how he performs. But uh, his defense is not something that's necessarily great. I don't think he's necessarily – he's kind of, a, kind of in between a four and a five – uh, and he doesn't really do either that well, in my opinion. Uh, and this is just real-life basketball. Like I said, you know, if you're t- playing fantasy, he's a great fantasy player. I've got him on my teams. Don't get me wrong. But uh, if you're just looking at the box scores, you think this guy's cr- incredible. But uh, in real life, I think he's kind of a tweener, uh, and it's kind of difficult for him to uh, be great at either of those positions. So I think he's just kind of an okay player. Uh, he's not necessarily my favorite player. How do you feel about, about Mr. Christianwood?
1: Wood? I think that's fair. He reminds me a lot of Josh Smith from uh, Atlanta Hawks teams of yesteryears for the old people that are listening. (laughs) I, like you said, he's a great fantasy player. It it hasn't necessarily translated on the court yet. I think if you put him on the right team, you know, obviously he's got enough talent that he could make it work. But you said Josh Smith. (laughs) I had
0: to look at how many threes he shot because Josh Smith, it was like every time I watch that guy play, I'm like holding my breath every time he shoots a three. Because if he made it, he would then shoot like six threes, you know, in a game. Uh, Christian was one for three, so uh, doesn't necessarily have that about him, I don't think. But, uh, but yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's a, it's a pretty good comparison, I think. You know, that's that's kind of the same level of player. It's like he has the skill, but it, it's you, you just can't see it. He hasn't put it together yet to be a transcendent <clears throat> talent, basically. So, um, But I've been on the Christian Wood bandwagon for a while, ever since he was with Detroit, so I don't feel too bad kind of bashing him a little bit here. Um, But no, uh, you know, the other thing I noticed, uh, and I got to talk about it a little bit because this is another guy I haven't been necessarily high on this season. I did see some uh, positive Tony Bradley minutes out there, Trey. And, you know, obviously this is the Houston Rockets. We just talked about how, you know, Christian Wood isn't necessarily the best interior defender. So I'm not getting, you know, over my heels excited about how well Tony Bradley played. but Look at these numbers i mean he was productive and, you know i hate to be a, a box score reader but you know what i saw with my eyes is is translating to the box score. He was three for three from the field, eight points, four rebounds, two assists, one steal, one block. He was productive in just 15 minutes, and that's what we need him to do. We need him to play 10 to 15 minutes a night, and be productive while he's on the floor. Not be afraid to go out there and score the ball when he has the open shot. You know, shot. Um, you know he, he's got to be he's got to be able to do that in, in limited time, which is not an easy thing to do. It's a skill set people have. Uh, I don't know if he necessarily has it, but tonight he did pretty well.
1: Yeah, he did a great job tonight capitalizing, using his size against a smaller Rockets team. Uh, He looked a lot better than he did in his minutes last night against the Lakers, I thought. And again, anytime you can get Vooch some rest, I think is beneficial for a guy that's that big that we're asking to do that much on both ends of the court. So always encouraging signs to see positive stuff from Tony Bradley. And we had a little
0: over-under, uh, I wouldn't say wager, just a question last uh, last uh, episode, Trey. We were saying 33 points for Mr. DeMar DeRozan over-under. He did end under, um, but I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I think it was just a blowout. He only played 32 minutes. He didn't have to play his you know, normal 36 to 38 minutes. Uh, and he had 26 points still, uh, and he shot 61% from the field. Uh, only four for four from the line, didn't get to the line as much. I didn't feel like he was trying to necessarily get to the line as much as last game. Uh, he, didn't he was not so sort of, yeah, he's more so just, like, getting open mid-range jumpers. So, if, you know, if, if that's what you're getting, that's what you're getting, right?
1: Right, and he, he didn't have to push for his shot. He didn't have to impose his will in a close game. I think, if like you said, if it had been a little bit closer, I think he's probably getting those seven extra points to ensure that they get the victory. But I thought it was a good over-under. It was fun to watch as it was going along. But I'll take that loss with the Bulls win any day of the week.
0: Yeah, definitely. I don't need to have uh, DeMar DeRozan score 33 points against the (laughs) the Rockets. I'll I'll take the win for sure, Uh, especially after they beat us last game. You know, that was kind of a little bit of a revenge narrative. I think that's why both you and I felt the Bulls were going to come out here and just you know put this team away early. And that's what they did. They came out. I'm wearing my Taj Gibson hat, guys. They came out, did the work, did the job, did what they had to do. Uh, what's Thibodeau's uh, uh, quote there, do your job uh, in my Thibodeau voice (laughs) so they they did that Uh, they got the job done, there's not much else to say really Uh, any other
1: observations you have from this game? no, that's about it it was was just a quality win from start to finish
0: absolutely, and I'm trying to look at, I know we have another game coming up what is it, Uh, Tuesday? Toronto in two days Toronto in two days, that's going to be a tough one that is going to be a tough one on the twenty second. We are uh, in Toronto. No, we're sorry, we're in no, Chicago. No, it's home. Yeah, we're in Chicago on Tuesday. Um, wow. And then Tuesday. off until Christmas. Wednesday. Wednesday. Oh my gosh, I'm so so out of it. Wednesday, we're against Toronto at Chicago. At Chicago. Um, and again, you know, we're going to be missing all these guys again, so it's going to be basically the same roster and the same lineup we saw tonight uh anything you think you see different there as far as like the rotation goes anyone going to get more minutes or less minutes you think
1: Uh, um if caruso's out i i don't know that i expect dawson to get 14 minutes i think cook might get a few more minutes i think mckinney is probably going to be looking at 30 minutes again bradley might look at a few more minutes the raptors they have a lot of length but they don't have a lot of um, exceptional size you know seven foot plus so between Vucevic and Bradley I think the Bulls might try and capitalize on that
0: yeah I think it's going to be another big game again for Vuce uh, you know and and for Bradley like you said uh, I think that they have to really show us again um, you know how how the Bulls can dominate the interior on teams like this it's not going to be really a, a playoff atmosphere because the Raptors are uh, they're not great they're, I can't remember their the record but I think they're outside of the top eight right at this point right let me see here. Standings. Hold on, I'll get there. Um, yeah, the Raptors are sitting at tenth right now. So um, they're just in the play-in. If the if the uh, you know, season were to end today, they're 14 and 15. Uh, not great. They're five and five over the last ten. So they're just playing, you know, okay basketball, kind of keeping afloat. They're kind of in a limbo there in Toronto, which is kind of strange. I don't really know which direction they're going to go. I, I I was of the mind that you know mindset that maybe they would try to like uh blow it up a bit, uh I mean, maybe they try to like trade Fred van Vliet or something like that uh to try to like get younger to surround Scotty Barnes, who I think is an incredible talent and, and a really nice kid for them um and just kind of build around him i just don't I don't really know what their game plan is there. It's <laughs> kind of strange to me,
1: yeah, I'm not sure either. I think they like the team they have and they'd like to see see them grow. I think they're fairly young, so I Right now they've just they're playing with house money. They're, I think they still hope Dallas will give them something of value for Drogic because everyone knows it's where he wants to go. But I mean we, we predicted them to be just under five hundred. Right now they're a game under five hundred, so they're they're track they're tracking with where we thought they were going to be. And it's just been kind of a mess It's it's the year of Scotty Barnes for Toronto. Any Toronto Raptors fan in five years, they're going to look back at this season and it's going to be the year of Scotty Barnes. So the fact that he's come on the way he has, he's been as successful as he has. I think that's, that's the thing. Everyone's going to look at this team and, and remember
0: And we've talked about, um, you know, at least I have. I think Patrick Williams. If we want like a ceiling scenario for Patrick Williams, it basically is Scotty Barnes. I think, you know, Scotty Barnes has that length and that ability to defend one through four, uh, and he's also got the offensive skill as well. Uh, I think Patrick Williams has more than surpassed, or he's maybe even surpassed, on the defensive end. I think he's a real talent on the defensive end. Everything I see from him is fantastic. Um, it's the offense that hasn't quite gotten there yet. So I think Scotty Barnes has that offensive side that we wish we had from, from Patrick Williams. So uh, I'm excited to watch it play. Man.
1: I am too. I mean, Patrick Williams, he's still a, a 40% three point shooter for his career, which is something I think people forget. He, he has been accurate from what, from what we've asked him to do. Mm-hmm. And he's, I think he's bulkier than scotty barnes i i don't i think he's gonna be able to defend bigger guys because i think he's going to be able to put on more muscle like bang in the paint so to speak like
0: well i've always pointed to when he when he guarded zion williamson i thought that was fantastic what he did against zion williamson and that guy's got like you know 150 pounds on him so yeah i think you're right about that
1: yeah and i think scotty barnes is the high end of the patrick williams i just Ah, they they're both just so so great. Number 4 picks bench players out of FSU. It's it's wild the the similarities between the two.
0: Yeah, I guess that's kind of easy uh, low-hanging fruit there to kind of compare those two players because of all the uh, all the similarities there, but uh, it really is. I mean, there's not really uh, I that's the way I see. It. I think it's I think it's a common a common thing people see. So um but yeah, that's going to be a good game against the Raptors. We'll be here to recap it. Uh well, actually, you know what? Yeah, I probably will be, because I'll probably be in Kansas City in time to watch the rest of that game. I'm traveling for the holidays, uh, but uh, I should be able to watch that game and talk to my good buddy Trey from the hotel in Kansas City. Uh, we can chat again for 20, 25 minutes, Trey, about that. So uh, we'll be here to recap it for you guys on Wednesday. But uh, until then, my name is Keith Cork, and you can find me on Twitter at @bsbp_keith. BSBP Keith. And Trey, where can the people find you?
1: On Twitter at Final Finally.
0: And you can follow the show, guys, at on Twitter at, at Ethos bulls. At go follow us, please, 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 please leave us a review. Tell us we're doing a great job also on your Apple podcasts if you're listening. And uh, before we go, guys, I do have one more announcement here. Uh, before we sign off, I want to also remind you that all to use the coupon code, hoopball20 at manscaped.com for 20% off your order and free shipping. And also check out our pals at mybookie.ag. Use code Hoopball on the third page of sign-up to unlock deposit match bonuses there as well. So, go get it, guys. Go get the the promo codes and go Bulls, go beat the Raptors. See you next time.